Well, thank you for joining the iChiefs podcast series. This is uh, our third installment of a podcast designed to continue to connect us, uh, members of your association, uh, together so we can talk about um, some of those issues that are near and dear to your heart. Uh, I'm Tom Jenkins, the Fire Chief for the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and the past president of our association, and I'm joined with my friend Sheldon. Hello, Tom, and uh, this is Sheldon Gilbert, and I have the privilege of serving as the Chief Executive Officer for Emergency Services Consulting International. We are the consulting firm of the IAFC, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about today's topic that builds upon our last podcast about getting the job as Fire Chief. So today we're going to talk about, so you get the big promotion, and you've reached that pinnacle of your career. Now what? And so uh, we have some great guests, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. Absolutely, and uh, there's a lot of people that aspire for those gold bugles, and they, they work hard to attain them, and, and when you get them, now you're in the hot seat, and it's not just about, uh, there's not a good textbook to reference for all the things that you have to know, all the things that you have to do, and so we're, we're very fortunate to be joined uh, by two wonderful guests. We have um, my buddy John Butler, who's the fire chief for Fairfax County, Virginia, and who did a, a, a long and, and very productive career in Howard County, Maryland, so welcome uh, Chief Butler, and we also have Chief Al Yancey Jr. of the Minoka, Illinois Fire Protection District. And besides being a chief there, he has been the project leader for the, the VCOS and EFO section have collaborated uh, to put together a new and interim chief uh, guide uh, document that basically helps new and interim fire chiefs navigate uh, the waters of, of, of those initial days, those, uh, the, that initial time period of, of having that fifth bugle on the collar. So, so gentlemen, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, uh, Chief Butler, we want to we want to start with you, um, and and we know that you're still pretty new to Fairfax County, and we were hoping that that not just in Fairfax County, but also in Howard County. That's that's those are two sizable county departments. What can you tell us about your experiences in both of those counties, and kind of what was similar, what was unique? Share with us uh, about what you've learned about the, the the initial job of being chief and taking over. Well, like I said, thank you for having uh, um, myself and Chief Yancey. Uh, it's a great opportunity to share, uh, you know, some insight and, and conversations. Uh, with regard to Howard County, Maryland, and Fairfax County, Virginia, there are some similarities. One of them, almost obvious, somewhat obvious, and they're both metro-sized departments. I think you alluded to that. The difference is, in Howard County, Maryland, I had come up through the ranks from, you know, kid off the street looking for a job and making it through the ranks over that 26-year period um, and ultimately ending up as the fire chief of that agency. So uh, it was somewhat of a, uh, a natural and somewhat seamless transition being the chief in the place where you grew up. I, I was kind of very familiar with the policies, the culture, the governance uh, and its interrelationships with other government agencies and, and the like in the community. I transitioned also naturally from being a, an acting or interim fire chief to the appointed chief. Uh, so that, uh, that experience was, uh, was probably the way one would want to uh, enter the five bugle world, kind of coming up and ascending in a natural glide slope, if you will. The difference in Fairfax County, Virginia, is I found myself for the first time in my adult career, in my adult life, as the proverbial outsider, 
like I said, they were both large departments. Fairfax had some unique uh, challenges and opportunities, three times as large as the agency I was coming from, and uh, with some complexities that I hadn't seen in Howard County. Howard County was slightly slower uh, in, in call volume. Everything was a third. Fairfax and Howard County is a third. Fairfax County is three times the size as Howard. And uh, I came in with some challenges, cultural challenges. I also knew this agency was uh, probably one of the premier agencies, uh, fire departments in the U.S., in the world, with the Virginia Task Force One and a number of other uh, accolades that they had. But we had to go a little deeper here than I probably did in Howard County. So uh, I had to kind of adjust my leadership style from one where I came up to one where I, I had to be the fresh eyes the uh, the stabling force and the, the the vision setter. Not that I didn't do it in Howard, but this was uh, unique. Chief, that's that's great, and and it's a great perspective, and and you brought in all that experience. And and I know coming in as a new fire chief myself uh, a few years back in the county fire department, and having to bring in a, a vision, and there's an expectation that you're going to align expectations and. You're going to address the different elements of your organization administratively, operationally, politically, and policy making. Um, give us two or three things that you felt were really important to to address coming in, and, and how you how you approach those things. Uh, great, great question. I started introspectively and um, made sure I was coming through the door with the mindset of I don't know what I don't know. And, uh, you know, I would have to build a posse. I would have to be a quick read on situations and people uh, to make decisions. Coming, like I said, an external fire chief coming in, I don't have the privilege of years. I have days, weeks, months, if you will. Uh, I'm coming, I'm in my 11th month now as the fire chief in Fairfax County, and the brain kind of synthesizes things different when you walk into a brand new environment. I, I, I just have kind of honed in some skills of reading situations, asking questions differently, uh, doing my own homework, you know, and being more Socratic as opposed to a place where you so-called, as the saying goes, you know, knew where the bones were buried or the bodies were buried, as they say. Uh, I don't know what I didn't know, and um, so I had to become a student, a student of the agency and the people in it, and, and a lot of reading, <laughs> lots and lots of reading, read everything, read everything, and continue to do so. Also, not not afraid to try new things. There's a reason why the county leadership sought out uh, an outsider, if you will, for that for that fresh eyes perspective. So, you know, we were, and the, and the organization has been working with me. They, too, are hungry for new perspectives. Uh, we talk a lot about our core values. We have to take them off the paper. You know, they're posters and, and framed documents on walls and in, do, in other uh, places. But they have to be practiced and, and, and put into action every hour, every day, every scenario. 
So you know, we're we're doing more and talking and acting as the people and persons that we say we are on paper. Chief Butler, I think that's you know, you, you have good observations, and only for only you know still being there 11 months and still kind of being new, I think it's uh, I think it's amazing what you've been able to do there. Now. Um, you, you've been – you are part of the you were part of the NFPA Responder Forum. You're a FESD graduate. You're educated. Yes. You've, you've earned your stripes. Um, I, I've read your resume. So, so somebody, there, there are very few people who are as qualified and ready to go in there. But I was talking to John Russ, who runs the near-miss reporting system uh, that the IAFC has, and he was talking about you know, the, the need sometimes to learn from our failures. And so I don't want to say failure, but, I, but in your 11 months, as you look back, if you could do anything differently – if you see an opportunity maybe to to share you know something that you glean that maybe you you know characteristically change if you had to do it over again, what are some things that you do differently um, you know in this eleven months at Fairfax or even uh, when you promoted in Howard County that you might be able to share with us that's a good question in Howard county I'll start there in Howard County, I wished I had used a little bit more outside consulting and executive coaching. I know the value it's brought to me personally. I've, I've had an executive coach for quite some time and built those networks and relationships that you, you commented on at the Responder Forum, FESD, the IDEL program, the IFC's IDEL program, and a number of other, the Human Relations Committee. There are so many friends and neighbors, if you will, and our networks are sometimes not uh, appreciated uh, I wish I had used more of that in asking and 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 sought out outside eyes. I didn't uh, think it was a detriment. I don't think anything was an epic failure because I didn't reach out. But kind of looking in the rearview mirror, I said, you know, I really should have uh, sought out some outside eyes at times. And uh, consensus work groups—they seem to work well. But just bring in some fresh perspectives. You know, we can end up uh, breathing our our own air for too long, and you don't become retrospective until, well, like the word says, retro, when it's kind of behind you, you you look back. So that's the first part of, of my response. Uh, with regard to Fairfax, I took some of those lessons from Howard and and do seek out and do engage both internal and external partners I'm also counting more on asking other agencies. I have to learn, and I have to learn really fast in an in an organization that's, you know, slowly inching up to to 2,000 members, um, with 38, almost 39 stations, and 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 the like. So, talking with my partners in law enforcement or the county administration, or and in the union and the employee groups. I, I find myself uh, bringing more to the table, uh, not so much quantity more, but qualitative more to the table than I probably did in my in my last experience. Uh, this is it's this is a us game. This is a team game, and uh, building healthy teams is what's going to make us successful. And uh, everyone should have some skin in the game. Some of the feedback I've heard is, yes, the employees and our stakeholders do feel and see and sense some inclusion and involvement. Uh, there are times, though, in the 11 months that I've said, hey, folks, this is what we're going to do. 
nope, I'm, I don't, I don't need a group. I don't need a consensus group. This is what we're going to do. And um, when I do things like that, it becomes incredibly important that I give the why, or else it'll fail. It'll fail on its face without, you know, outcomes first. I, I believe there's a Fire Chief Butler 1.0 and Fire Chief Butler 2.0, and uh, the 2.0 is a slightly more mature. <laughs> Well, the, the importance of growth, and we, we've all experienced it and continue to experience it, and I mm-hmm. think that's a, great, that's a great perspective that we need to be life, lifelong learners. So the last question I have for you before we, we talk to Chief Yancey a little bit is, so now moving into kind of the succession planning elements of all this, we, we, we make it a priority to have succession plans and to get the next generation ready, but as, um, as Tom said right off the bat, we don't necessarily have that 100-day that guide, what do we need to do, although we're going to talk about that's probably coming. But what two or three things would you uh, offer up as a takeaway for fire, new fire chiefs or prospective fire chiefs that could or should be elements of their 100-day of their plan? And should they have a 100-day plan moving into this position? So with regard to, to succession planning, I have learned more now than ever that when I'm looking for for those who could take, uh, who could succeed the fire chief and other senior chief positions, I'm learning now more than ever that the, tomorrow's chief is today's lieutenant and today's technician and today's firefighter. And fire chief succession planning starts at those levels. Uh, you know, data matters, <laughs> data counts. And being here, we're looking at a, a, a lot of numbers and seeing, you know, progression plans. So I'm spending more scientific time in, in developing a, a structured, data-driven uh, re- uh, recruitment, retention, and succession plan. Now, there are times where you could be a victim of your own success. When in Fairfax County uh, Fire and Rescue Department, we've had a, a number of deputy chiefs and others who have obtained fire chief's jobs and left the agency. Well, as we all know, sometimes, uh, you know, you don't have six months you, to, to plan up for that. You know, Deputy Chief Smith applies for a job in another a part of the country, gets it, and usually those municipalities want you to commit, like, by Monday. So there have been times where it's been kind of like, oh, gosh, Chief Smith just got a job. She's leaving or he's leaving uh, next week. Who's next up? So that bench is more important than ever, especially when you're having a, you have a high-performing organization. Um, so we're, we're spending more time building the bench at the lieutenant level to captain's rank for, for a robust and eligible pool for succession planning. I do have privilege, if you will, here in a larger organization where you have you know, triple-digit captains and battalion chiefs. In smaller agencies, usually you're looking at three or four possible, you know, successors. Here, they're, 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 the pool is deeper, obviously, in a large organization. It's all by scale. Was there another part that I, I think there was a latter part to yeah, the question? Yeah, no, that, 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 that's great. The, the other part okay. of the question was for those who are in the succession plan that are pursuing this chief's position when they get it, what, yes. what would you say are the two or three key elements of a, of a 100-day plan they need to take into their new positions? Once they enter a new position, we need to sit down, we as in myself, the fire chief and the new battalion chief and new captain or new deputy chief or whatever the rank might be, and talk about the next step. 
I would like to model good behavior. I always have tried to, not to say I've always been successful, but I, I want folks to take a few things that have been uh, successful, well, you know, value-added in my career, such as lifelong learning. So day one of the new battalion chief, let's start talking about what professional development looks like. Not only the rank you just got promoted into, but the next one. Uh, you know, let's start crafting. Okay, you you received a bachelor's degree ten years ago. Is it time to start looking at EFO, CFO, uh, CEMSO? Is it time to start looking at FESD or the Responder Forum, or you know, professional development at Harvard Kennedy School or or wherever, or Virginia Tech or wherever? So having a conversation of pro- professional development and preparing them for when that phone call comes from the external. Or when Chief Butler says, okay, I'm done. Hey, uh, Board of Supervisors. Hey, County Exec. Here's the, here's a list of names that I, I submit to you that are ready to take the, the, the next step. So it's it's been a passion of mine to build fire chiefs and, and people that I can kind of pull along and bring along. And, and so far in just the last year, uh, we've I've seen five uh, former assistant chiefs or deputy chiefs make the five bugle rank. Um, that mentorship means just as much to me as is to them. And we're spending a lot of good time, you know, uh, sharing inf- information. I-, I get energized from it. So, sure. yeah. That's that's great. Great perspective and insight, and I think it's very helpful as these folks pursue that and, and become those new fire chiefs in that first hundred days. Chief Yancey, let's let's engage you in this conversation and bring you yes. in, and you're you're involved in the volunteer and combination officer section and the executive fire officer section and their their creation and establishment of this new and interim chief guidance document. Uh, talk to us a little bit about. Why do you, do you guys think and gals think this was an important document and guidance element to have, and what is the intention of having it? What is the goal? Yeah, well, uh, thanks again for inviting me to participate. Um, just listening to Chief Butler's comments, uh, I think he's going to be our marketing agent for uh, this new guidance document. Uh, brings out a lot of great points that um, we're trying to address in in this document. Um, the uh, the document's called You're the Fire Chief, and Now What? Uh, guidance for New and Interim Fire Chiefs. A lot of what Chief Butler was talking about, uh, we're, we're looking at in this document. And um, this came about, first of all, with a conversation with actually uh, CEO Mark Light of the IFC. Uh, the, Mr. Light and the board, I think, had had some discussions about having some type of uh, document or some type of guidance for new chiefs to help them negotiate through a lot of the transition and, and issues that Chief Butler was just discussing. And Mark had approached the uh, VCOS. The VCOS has produced several reports over the last many years uh, for volunteer and combination departments and also for <clears throat> lots of use to other departments, uh, career departments as well. So, uh, Mr. Light came and talked to us about it and said this is something that we think might be useful, uh, something to sit on the desk of a new chief or someone who even maybe isn't serving long-term in that position but is just possibly being uh, put into the position as an interim. And so the VCOS looked at the 
the concept, looked at what uh, we might be able to do with that, and thought it would be a great opportunity to partner with the EFO section, with the executive fire officers and the work that they do uh, in the executive side of uh, the fire chief and fire officers. And so this was a great opportunity to partner together. And together, the committee that uh, formed to be able to put this document together, we started looking at a lot of those things. How how do we approach this? How do we uh, look at the things that, that are going through the minds of a new chief? And we looked at people that are recently in new chief positions, transitioned from another department into a new department, and we looked at people who uh, might have an interest in serving on the committee who also just were promoted into their department uh, from uh, being deputy chief and now they're the fire chief, and to get those people on our committee and start working on this document. And uh, the goal of it is to just guide people through that that first 100 days, really, and to get them through the the transitional phase and to get set in their position. Well, I, I like the title, uh, if nothing else, it sounds like. You know, I, mean, I, I think there's a lot of us that became chiefs and, and wanted to do it or even were thrown into it sometimes, and we, we have that emotion of, oh, okay, you know, I finally climbed the ladder, but here we are. And so I, I think it's very appropriate. And it's a, it's a guide, correct me, uh, Chief Yancey, it, it's, a, it's a guide that, that uh, is appropriate for both career and volunteer chiefs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's a guidance document. We, we hope people that are, whether you're volunteer or career, that if you're moving into that position, uh, potentially looking to move into that position, considering a promotion, considering uh, applying for a job in a new department, that this would be something that would be sitting on your desk and help uh, guide you through that, but also once you get that position, that it would be a, a, a document, uh, a manual, if you will, that would sit on your desk to help you make it through that, that phase. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't compliment um, both sections, but in particular, one of the things I've always liked about the volunteer and combination officer section is their willingness to work outside of what is their typical lane yeah. of influence. That they're, yes. they're always doing good stuff, and uh, I think of the lavender report with cancer. It's just, it, it's wonderful to see you all doing that. So, so I'm curious because um, I wish I had. I wish I would have had the guide when I became chief uh, over 10 years ago. How, how's it structured? I mean, how, how, do, how does how how is it laid out so that your you know your average fire chief who you know is is not just having their toe in the water; they're in the pool now. Uh, how's it laid out so they can digest the information? Yeah, we actually uh, putting the outline together and looked at how we would best approach this to to make some sense and. And actually, we looked at the uh, planning P concept with incident management and looking at it from the approach that people who are moving into those positions are most likely very well versed and understand uh, incident management concept of having to uh, work through that planning P. And so uh, it was kind of a unique approach that we had to it to say, well, you kind of work through that at an incident, and you're managing an incident to bring it under control, and you're moving into a new chief's position. Um, 
it's it's going to be different. It's going to be different for you. It's going to be different for your organization that you're that you're going into, whether it be new or be the existing organization you're promoted up through. So we looked at the planning P and said a lot of these things kind of work together in this environment as well. And uh, when you start with you know just the basic concepts of looking at the event. The event is you have a new fire chief, and then you have to make sure that the wheels are still turning, the lights are still on, and we're making responses, and that uh, we're starting into this as a new chief, making your assessment, your size of what's the what's the organization like, um, what are the needs, what are the things that we need to be approaching right now in the immediate and where is it going where is it headed um, things in the planning P such as the uh, command meetings and talking to the command staff and the general staff and um, preparing to where, where you're going to the next phase and then just putting that action I mean that's kind of a 35,000 foot view look at the planning P but um, kind of those same concepts and we looked at initially you have to look at continuity of operations uh, are things working one of the things we address in the guide is that sometimes I think Chief Butler mentioned this that sometimes um, the new chief is the new chief on Monday it's whether the the other chief retired out or uh, there were other situations that made a change and now someone is the fire chief you're the fire chief in interim or being appointed to that position um, and even if you're new coming into that organization the first thing is to make sure that there's continuity in operations the 911 calls will keep coming in the personnel issues will continue um, people have to uh, be trained and equipment has to operate so looking at it uh, initially of making sure that everything is operating to continue to service the community. And when um, we introduced that first 100 days, one of the things in the document that you'll find is uh, some examples of some 100-day plans that some of our committee members were able to introduce into the document as a guidance as well as an appendix to this document to say this is an example of how you can put that together. and we we feel that these type of uh, bullet points or or guidance through this transition will will hopefully make that smoother for the new person coming in that chief's job well you can tell you put a lot of energy into it chief and 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 certainly you um yeah, that, and that's the wonderful thing about having both you and chief butler here today is you know, Minoka is a, I mean, that's a ISO class one fire department, right? Didn't I, haven't I read that recently? That, and then, so you, wonderful organization, kind of at both ends of the, of the spectrum of size. And so in, in closing today, I, I'm, I'm wanting, and I'll put you on the spot uh, first, Chief Yancey, just because we're already visiting, but Chief Butler, you're on deck. 
is uh, we, we get we get members of our association that tune into these podcasts, which are which are actually pretty popular, shockingly enough. And um, and so I'm curious, what what are some quick takeaways you can share with them? Just just those nuggets that both of you have been successful fire chiefs. You've done good things. You've made your departments better. So you've got some ingredients that that need to be shared with our membership here in the IAFC. So so you know, Chief Yancey, if you don't mind going for, first, you know, what are a couple of things that in closing you can kind of share and uh, and, and just impart to our members that are listening today on this podcast. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, the first thing would be uh, I started at this organization, came in new to Manuka 16 years ago. I uh, didn't know anybody here, didn't know anything about the community. Uh, when I you know, applied, did some basic research, that kind of thing to see if I was interested, but um, I came in here new. We all started new, whether it was promoted from within or hired in from the outside. And um, one of the things that I think is most important is to start building relationships even before you get here. And the, I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to contact a neighboring fire chief to this community and be able to call, and, and he, he didn't know me from anybody, but called him one day and, and said, uh, um Al Yancey looking at applying for this position in a neighboring community and would just like to know um, some information that you can give me as a fellow chief that you could offer any insight to the organization, to the community. Uh, I knew that this person lived next door to our fire district and started uh, just asking those questions and had a conversation with this chief and uh, that started a great relationship as a neighboring chief, even before I arrived here in town. So I think it's important to start building relationships even before you arrive. And, and one of the things we mentioned in, in the document is that uh, do some reconnaissance on the community, find out what is happening there. So relationships are important. I think the second piece would be having a, a mentor, uh, having a uh, someone that you have confidence in, a confidant that you can talk to for support and advice and who will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear and speak honestly to you. I think you need to have that mentor and that person that you can be sure to call up and and vent a little, share your frustrations that may be occurring uh, share the wins, uh, the excitement, those kind of things, and also to get that advice that is clear and concise to be able to tell you uh, that maybe you didn't handle something the right way or maybe you should handle it differently. I think having that confidant, uh, that mentor is very important. Man, that's great. I really appreciate that. Chief Butler, same question. A couple of quick takeaways as we wrap up today. Sure, and I'll, I'll probably say and repeat some things that Chief Yancey said, but differently. Um, know what you don't know. I mean, you know, drop your guard, get over yourself, uh, be brutally honest with yourself, and don't get lost in your own egos. Um, know your weak flanks and, sh and kind of shore them up. As Chief Yancey said, seek feedback, you know, uh, and listen. <laughs> don't just, you know, seek it and listen. Listen to the, the, the members of the organization, your colleagues, your peers around the country in your organization. Probe, listen, probe, listen, 
act on what you're hearing. Uh, engage fresh eyes, be it an internal or external fire chief. Uh, fresh eyes is uh, sometimes understated. And uh, you got to understand the emotional pressure points. you got to prepare emotionally and professionally. Don't ignore the soft skills. Uh, this 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 is the people's business, and we spend time with people more than fire trucks and hoses and ladders. So don't ignore the, the soft skills and prepare yourself emotionally and professionally. Last, I'll say build a posse. It's also a trust and loyalty game. Not a game, but a business. Uh, trust and loyalty, you know, build a posse that has your back, that uh, has a shared vision, and um, and go from there. Just a few that come to mind. Those are those are some great insight from both chiefs, and and I think given that most of us want to become a chief officer, transitioning from some sort of a battalion chief, assistant chief, even company officer position in some cases, and I think it's just a stroke of great wisdom to use the incident command system operational planning process to help develop. Yes. That guidance document and that and that implementation plan it'll help you get those fingerprints on it that, that uh, Chief Butler said are so important as you as you move forward. So, so Chief Butler, thank you, uh, Chief Yancey, thank you for your wisdom and your time uh, and you. your guidance. This has been a great discussion. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to the I Chiefs podcast, and I'll let you know that uh, for our next. Um, podcast we're going to be talking about the executive fire officer program and the changes that have taken place with uh, superintendent hoover and 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 what that has done to help the industry be better prepared to fill these these vital fire chief positions so so with that i want to thank you all for being with us and thank you for listening and we look forward to talking with you next time